0: Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.
2: And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here with you. I, uh, Charlie, I must say thank you to Dan Ellison, our producer. Just as I sat down here and we were just about ready to go, he said, "Have you got your bell?" <laughs> oh, and no. oh, oh no, I haven't got my bell that that welcomes the new first-time callers. Mm-hmm. So I had to run all the way down the hallway. Now you're Normally, your yes. that's okay. Mm. But I have been one of the stupid ones who thought no, the end you're of not winter. Stupid. Yeah, so I just wore a kind of a, a spring jacket
3: when it was ten uh, below yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind
2: of stupid and <laughs> Funny part is, I'm not the only one. I called my pharmacist, good old Sam, and uh, he has his voice. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I said. Oh, it's sounds like you've got what I got. He said, "You too, huh? Yeah." Mm-hmm. Going outside, you know, chilly, windy weather. Don't do it. No, it's, last it's weekend it winter, chilly. and it is. It looked beautiful yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. But you step outside, and that wind, the wind combined with the cold. Cutting. Wow. It was
3: a very cutting yeah. northwest wind. But, but a, the a sun people, was beautiful.
2: A lot of people are, are, have what... You and I... No, I don't know that you have a cold.
3: No, so I don't have a cold. What you I, just, I have is...
2: <laughs> no sleep. <laughs> well, no
3: sleep and talking too much. Uh, a oh,
2: l- I thought she'd never say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If my pencil was sharper, I might just poke <laughs> you with it.
3: No, I have been, you know, as you point out, sleepless, not yeah. in Seattle, but sleepless at the uh, Direct Energy Centre, building Canada Blooms. Which since, opened yesterday. That's right. Mm. And I've been there since, you know, uh, more than a week ago. It did open yesterday, grand opening, lots of fun. Mayor Ford came and cut the ribbon. And I can't tell you how many of our listeners I ran into yesterday. Oh, isn't that at great? Canada Blooms, yeah. Lots of hugs. Lots of people going, oh my gosh, love the show. And, and so, you know, big shout out to. Oh, Lois from Richmond Hill and, and several others that, that stopped to... to uh,
2: Charlie said, this is off air, I tried to take names down a few, <laughs> but I, I, it's just too many to mark down. Yeah, you well, got, got lost there. Well, I think,
3: you know, my voice is fairly distinctive, and then, of yeah. course, it's even deeper than normal, so people hear it, and then my name tag gives me away every time. You're sure, they come and... up and say, are you Frank? <laughs> <laughs> and is Frank taller than he sounds? Yeah. Uh, and, and one person wondered, why, like, are you a cook? Or, like, are you really a chef? Oh. And why are you call yourself the sous chef and I went okay no 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 a sous chef is like an assistant cook or chef and the reason Frank is the sous chef of the garden is because he's the assistant to me I,
2: I am being tutored if you will
3: Yes, and you've learned a lot about nematodes and not a lot else. (laughs) That's right.
2: You know, you're exactly on the money. I know it. I know it. Well, look, you know, my job here basically is to give up the phone numbers and welcome folks to the show. And I'll get on it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Phone number for those in Toronto calling at 416 360 0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll free 1 866 740 4740. Let's not forget our little mantra. Call early, call often. One question per call. Patrolman Proctor's here, and I do have a ticket book. And this is the sound you will hear if you let me know that you're a first-time caller. Mm-hmm. We will, as Clarence did, welcome you. You've landed, as it were, as it were. So, yes.
3: And as we go through the show, I'm going to give you some updates and some, you know, sort of what's going on at Canada Blues. Yeah, information, sure. which I think uh, for those of you that will hopefully be attending, might you know help you decide when and. What day and well, you know this you being be the
2: last weekend of winter, what That's a perfect correct. place to head to just get a touch of spring
3: oh gosh well you you you're right, <laughs> particularly when it's so chilly and windy yeah. outside, and it's going to continue, so I'm really hoping it's going to do great things for our attendance that it's People want to get garden, it, yeah, exactly. But it's nice, good driving weather. So, well, and
2: then you get into the home show mm. free of charge. And I did hear something; I, I haven't had it verified yet. I know that uh, you get a ticket when you get a Canada Blooms ticket. You also get free entry then into the national, national. home show. Mm. But parking Monday to Friday uh, is free after if, four after o'clock. four o'clock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a 17 bucks saving. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. That's absolutely okay. Well, let's get on to it here. Okay. Uh, what are we, what are we we're at? We're nine twelve. Yeah, we're pushing right along here. So, uh, Charlie we will be back to answer your questions. I will uh, nod my. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just nod. <laughs> okay. So give us a call and uh, welcome to the Garden Show here at AM seven forty.
3: Daffodils. Bluebells and
4: begonias, and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia,
5: lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks,
3: tulips, and sweet williams.
1: you pick picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And Frank Proctor welcoming our first guest to the line from Richmond Hill. George is there. Hi, George.
0: Good morning, Frank. How are you today? I'm good. How are you?
3: Good morning, George. Good morning, Charlie. So, what's going on at your place? Well, I have a, a rose tree that's growing up the side of the house. It's approximately seven feet tall. Okay, a real like a maybe a rose of Sharon.
2: I don't know what the exact name is. It's okay. a single pink flower with a yellow center.
6: Hmm.
3: And okay. Hmm.
2: And so- it's getting too tall, and I'd like to trim it down. And I'd like to know when to trim it and how much to trim it.
3: So explain, describe the fl- when it flowers.
2: Uh, early August.
3: Right. So it sounds like something called Rose of Sharon. Are the leaves... The leaves are kind of a bright green, but they have a lobes on the end. So it's not like an oval-shaped leaf, but it's got kind of little wavy... Edge on it, or yes, do you remember it does. yeah, so that's a plant called Rose of Sharon. Okay. It is a late, it is a shrub or a tree that does bloom you know late summer and gives us a lovely show through August and September. Best time to trim that plant because it blooms late in the season, we trim it early in the season,, okay. so as soon as it's nice enough weather to be outside, and of course we do our pruning on a dry day, um, you can prune up to a third off of the the plant. Okay. And remember as well that Rose of Sharon is one of the last plants to actually leaf out. So we often think they're dead because everything else is in leaf and, you know, daffodils are blooming and all that sort of thing. And the Rose of Sharons are just sitting there. And that's often a giveaway that that's what it is. But it is a hibiscus is the proper term. Okay. Okay.
0: So uh, you say trim it back a
3: third? You can't. It's a single stem when you say it's a tree? Or is it multi-stems?
0: It's multi-stems. It it comes up from the ground, and it's got several stems,
2: and they average between an inch to three-quarters of an inch in diameter,
3: so you 've obviously done some trimming on it in the past, oh yes, yeah, so you keep, you've cut sort of given it a haircut a couple of times yes, I have so you this might be a good time before those branches get bigger than you know one inch diameter. Get out your limbing saw or a, you know a small saw, get down on your hands and knees, and actually remove a third of the the older, bigger stems at ground level okay. <laughs> That will thin it out a bit, and at the same time, it will, it'll look better because we can only haircut so many times, <laughs> that's and then true. the yeah. shape starts looking really silly. So at some point, you got to remove right from ground level.
0: Okay. Alrighty. Thank you very much. Good You're luck with welcome. that,
2: George, and thanks for joining us here on the Garden Show <laughs> from you. AM seven forty. Yeah. Oh, you yeah.
3: know, you never asked George if he was a first time caller. Oh or... yeah, George. No. Uh,
2: Yo, okay. I'll hold my bell in the <laughs> yeah I've called several times. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank okay. You. Thanks. Thanks again. so much. Bye. Bye-bye now. Uh, Bernice is here from Scarborough. Good morning, Bernice. Good
5: morning. Morning. I called about four weeks ago regarding my amaryllis, Mm -hmm. and uh, it hadn't bloomed, and you said to give it another few weeks. Well, it's been four weeks. The leaves must be three feet long. They take over the whole table when you put it in the center of the table. Wow. And it's not blooming at all. Do I trim it right down, or do
6: I...
3: No, so the, and this was a new, excuse me, a new amaryllis. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got dust in my throat, I think, from <laughs> construction. <laughs> so, and when you got that bulb, it was firm, and was it, how, what would you say the size of it? Was it bigger than an egg, obviously, but was like oh, a... Oh, about
5: the size of a nice medium-sized
3: onion. Yeah. Mm. I think, see, the way it works with any bulb, but we really see it with amaryllis, the bigger the bulb... The more flowers and the bigger the flowers. And that's why you pay a premium price for the bigger amaryllis bulbs versus the smaller ones. I'm just wondering if the one perhaps you got is just not quite mature enough to flower, quite, you know, not just big enough to flower. You will
2: flower eventually.
3: Well, like what you want to do, excuse me, you've got all these leaves, let the leaves grow, don't cut them down, let it be a green plant, even take it outside this spring if you can, let it be a green plant outside all summer. Mm-hmm. At the end of August, that's when you stop watering it and you put it in a dark spot and let all those leaves shrivel up. No okay. cutting down, just let them shrivel up. Okay. <clears throat> Eight weeks later, you're going to take it out of that dark spot, put it in a sunny spot inside, of course, start, give it a good watering, and it should start to grow with a flower at that point.
5: Okay. Now, when they all shrivel up, I'll just pluck out all the bad leaves. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they shrivel up, they're going to turn yellow, and then they're going to just turn like you know tissue paper, and then they'll just come right away from the bulb. I
5: don't have to add any fertilizer or earth or anything else
3: to it. No, it should be right now sitting uh, with about half of the bulb above ground.
5: That's
3: right. Uh, That's right. And you shouldn't have to. I mean, if you're going to fertilize, you would fertilize now. I see. Now and over the next few months, you know, not a lot, just a little bit, just you. basically what you're trying to do is fatten up the bulb, and the leaves are absorbing sunlight, sunlight is being converted into carbohydrates, and those carbohydrates are what are going to fatten up the bulb.
5: Okay, so I baby it now from now
3: till August. Yep, just treat is, it as a house plant. Yeah.
2: This is a long-term project, Bernice, <laughs> yeah. but... but you please call us back when it does flower, and we'll have a party here in the studio.
5: (laughs)
7: Okay. I'll I'll bring the
2: champagne and the whole deal. (laughs) Okay?
5: Okay. Thank you so very much.
2: All righty.
3: Thanks, Bernice. Thank
2: you. 19 minutes after 9 here at AM 740 Zoomer Radio, home of the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, and uh, also home to the exercise studio, just not (laughs) the plain old studio, and Frankie's getting up now to start doing his knee bends, because, Charlie, you're going to talk about something important.
3: Speaking of exercise. One of the gardens at Canada Blooms this year is called Otium, and it is a garden designed with stations in which you can do activities Uh, all surrounded by beautiful plants and lovely, colourful arbour, and it's just it's a really nice now space. Now, confirm
2: to the listeners that I'm actually doing knee You events. really
3: are. And you yeah. really could be doing those at Canada Blooms, surrounded by plants, well, pain-free, I might point out. Well, I'm
2: going to hold on then and sit down and do right. that.
3: And the reason you'd be pain-free with yeah. those creaky old knees of yours is because <laughs> you take Sierra Sil, same as me. And, of course, I really am glad I take Sierra Sil over these last few weeks of hauling plants and soil and bricks and all the things I've been hauling. So uh, Sierra Sill has certainly helped me to remain active and pain-free, and I know you feel the same. It is a completely natural mineral supplement available at many health food stores. Lots of information on their website, sierrasill.ca. Easy phone number, one eight seven seven joint 14 or like i say you can pick it up at many health food stores like the essence of life on in kensington market in chinatown here in toronto
2: s-i-e-r-r-a-s-i-l
1: don't change the radio station just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio am 740
2: And delighted to welcome Clay from Ajax to the show this morning. Hi, Clay, good morning. Hi, how are you? First time caller. Oh, wait a minute,
0: yeah. I have a beautiful, beautiful African violet. The the foliage is unbelievable. We've had it for seven years, and unfortunately, it's never bloomed.
3: Hmm. How often do you water it?
0: How often do we
2: water it, Ella? Twice a week. How often do we water it? (laughs) How often does Ella water (laughs) it? Yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: Um. Hey, that's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like it's true. So, okay, here's the scoop clay. You're watering it too much.
0: We're watering it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It sits next to another one that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. It's got all kinds of uh, flowers on it right now. It always does.
3: Oh. So, I guess. And do you think they're being watered on the same schedule? They are. And is the one you've had for seven years in a bigger pot than the other one? Uh, Yes, it is. And and that's probably what's going on. See, the bigger the pot, African violets do not have a huge root system. That's why they often are stay in quite small pots. But you're right, after seven years, you know, within that time, very appropriate to freshen up the soil and, as you did, you know, pot it up to a bigger pot. But that means you've got that much more soil to hold moisture when you water. Right, right. So... Um, generally and it, obviously, the one is very happy. It's blooming. It, they're both obviously happy, but the one is blooming and ha- even happier. I would cut back on the watering of the uh, the one in the bigger pot to once a week
0: okay, at the most. Put it in the smaller pot.
3: No, nope, don't don't repot it smaller. Just leave it in the pot it's in. Also, consider. Do you ever fertilize these uh, violets? Pardon? Do you fertilize at
6: all? Uh, no, we we haven't fertilized the the uh, the violets. We do our cactus, but not the violets.
3: Okay, so what I would do is I would fertilize the violets starting... Well, whenever they're flowering mm-hmm. is the time to fertilize, because that encourages more flowers. Okay,
0: so this would never fertilize... Or never flowers. So yeah, and give it well, fertilizer. that's... Anyway.
3: Exactly. So, and just, you know, get an African violet fertilizer. There's some specific ones out there. I love one called... I don't even know if it's still out there. It was called Power Caps. It's just like a little tablet that you uh, dissolve in water, let it sit overnight, and then you water your African violets with it and they will bloom like within almost hours. Like they really respond to it. Okay. Uh, so there's some really good African violet fertilizers out there. Just get a hold of one, follow the instructions, use the fertilizer yeah, once a month throughout the, uh, the, the real growing season, which is uh, spring and summer. Okay. Yeah, Clay, oh,
2: really? I didn't mean to impugn your veracity, uh, <laughs> but I know that when my wife Di says, you know what we ought to do, yeah. I know that I'm going to be busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, thanks a lot.
2: You're welcome. Thanks, thanks, Clay. thanks for joining the show, 925, here at AM 740, as we are joined by Thelma from Unionville. <laughs> Good morning, Thelma.
5: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Morning. I'm a first-time caller. Oh! Oh! There we are. (laughs) And my question is about Rosa Sharon. Mm -hmm. I have a bush that is 15 years old, Mm -hmm. and about three years ago, part of it died off, but then uh, new shoots came out from the ground, Mm -hmm. and last year it had multiple blooms. It was gorgeous. But I would like to take some. Um, shoots off of that to transplant.
3: Mm, And I'm wondering
5: how and when
3: to do it. So you're looking at making a hedge or sharing with your friends? No,
5: actually I have a summer home and I want to uh, take some of them and start them and then take them to my summer home.
3: Where is your summer home? In Nova
5: Scotia. Okay, so this could work.
3: Mm. Uh, Keeping in mind that Rose of Sharon is uh, not a super hardy plant. It's a Zone 5 plant. So depending on where you're going in Nova Scotia with it, it may or may not be happy in terms of temperatures. Uh, So that's an important thing to remember. The other is Rose of Sharon often will drop seeds and little seedlings come up at the base. Many people that grow one rose of Sharon before they know it have a forest of rose of Sharon. And easy to dig up those little seedlings and pot them up and give them away or travel, take them other places. If your plant is not producing seedlings in that in that manner, mm-hmm. remember tip cuttings taken in June. So a tip cutting might be five inches long, six inches long at the most. Okay,
5: five or six inches.
3: From the tips. Yeah. Uh, and and um, where you see the little bumps on the stem, where at that point little leaves have emerged, yeah. it's at those bumps that roots will emerge.
5: Okay. And
3: so with those... Tip cuttings, it's a matter of dipping the cut end into a rooting hormone.
5: Yes, I have rooting hormone.
3: Perfect. And then you can go into a, a pot with sand yes. or perlite. Uh, you could try water, though that wouldn't be my first choice with something like this, to immerse that cut end with those little bumps under either the wet sand or the wet perlite or the glass of water. And roots will grow fairly quickly at that time of year. You know,
5: oh, very good.
3: May, June. And before so you in know June. it. June. Yep. Yep, late May, early June. Kind of depends what kind of a, how our spring rolls in. Right now, it's a bit hard to say. We're not exactly having an early spring. Uh, hopefully, we won't have too late of a spring. Uh huh. But the, you remember the growth rate and the the surge of growth that we see in the plants is completely connected to the to the temperatures that we're having. Right. You want the plants to be actively growing. Uh-huh. F- in order to to do a to effectively uh, propagate through cuttings. Okay. Okay. Well, thank
5: you very much. Good stuff. Thanks for your call and happy St. Patrick's and Day. you.
2: bless
3: your heart, there.
2: <laughs> thank you very much, darling.
3: Yeah,
2: bye bye. Right, Thanks bye-bye. for calling. Yeah, Franklin O'Proctor Proctor here, along with Charlie O'Dobbin. So and so
3: talented.
2: <laughs> Weird is what what most Weird. folks say.
3: No, no, I quite enjoy you. I mean, you're a chef. You're a you know. A, well, yeah. A,
2: and my, my wife would laugh when say. you refer to me as a chef. <laughs> I know. A oh, steak and a barbie, that's about all I do. Well, not, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. You could I probably like boil too. an egg, too. Do you know, I'm going to take mm. Wyatt and Willie to court. Uh-huh. I have... He- yeah, he, you he believed lied. him. Well, uh, you know, I, on his good faith, and he said he was going to be in early spring and all <clears> that sort of stuff. So I've contacted my law firm, <laughs> Dewey, Scroom and Howe, and uh, I'm going to be uh, lo- logging in a uh, complaint. A, yes, a complaint. Yes, you, okay. Good idea. You do that. <laughs> all right. Now Mary, Mary is on the line from Brampton. Good morning, Mary.
3: Good morning. Oh, I say, Mary just hung up yeah. when she heard how litigious <laughs> you are. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. I'm not a first time caller. No, this is about the sixth time I think. I recognize your voice.
8: Yeah. Listen, I'm looking at my not Christmas but Easter cactus. Uh huh. That's blooming. I need to do something to make it lighter and smaller. It's three years old. It's in a ten inch pot, and I can barely lift it because of my arthritis. Okay. What do I do to
3: to, to, to cut it back. Well, wait till it finishes blooming, for starters, because okay. if you do any cutting you're going to lose those beautiful buds and flowers. Mm-hmm. But at, at Christmas cactus, Easter cactus, any of them grow with segmented um, stems <laughs> and branches. Yeah. Exactly. So wherever um, those sections or segments begin and end, that's your cutting point. Okay, I got hey, lots of those. Right, so whether it's a little sharp pair of manicure scissors, you go in and you cut at those points, or sometimes plants will actually break off very easily at those points. No,
8: these guys don't want to leave the home. <laughs> All
3: right, so then it's a little, it's a sharp, you know, or just whatever, you know, scissors. Yeah. You don't need, like, you know, big monster shears no, I have or anything.
8: Cuticle scissors. Yeah, beautiful. just go in there
3: and, and sever at those points, but I wouldn't do it when it's flowering.
8: No, it's beautiful, but like and, I said, it, it thinks
3: it's a, an Easter cactus. <laughs> it really Easter, is an yet. Easter cactus. It's this actually a slightly different shape to those segments we were referring to Um, but when you say it's hard to lift it because of your arthritis why are you lifting it just to turn it you mean in the window to turn it and and during Christmas when I have the Christmas tree at the same place
8: I need to move the whole pot So, I mean, you know, it's it's difficult, not impossible, but it's too painful.
3: You know, there are gizmos out there, they call them plant dollies, and that's exactly what it is. It's like a little round platform with <coughs> wheels on the bottom, mm-hmm. and you can sit your plant on that little dolly and wheel it around. Yeah, but side. they're too
8: low.
3: Right, because you don't want that plant right down at ground level. But you have it on some kind of a little pedestal of some Oh, yeah, kind. yeah. Could the pedestal sit on the dolly? Uh, let me see. No, it's kind of wide. Okay. Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> that went nowhere, unfortunately. You
8: know what? I, I think taking cuttings would probably be the most yeah. logical. Yeah. Well, now, what should I root them in?
3: Not in water. They will rot. Okay. So if you want to keep and, and grow some more, you want to keep some of those pieces, you, uh, chunks that you're going to cut off, mm-hmm. again, where you've severed them, that cut point, is where the roots will come from. But with cactuses, we don't <clears throat> excuse me expect roots right away. What we do is we take those cut bits, just get out a piece of newspaper, lay those cut pieces of Christmas cactus or Easter cactus, as the case may be, on the newspaper and just let them dry down for at least two or three days. Sunny spot, warm spot, you know, not, you know, like could be on a windowsill, could be wherever. Just main thing is, is let them dry down. Then once they've dried, those cut ends have dried, you will... Get yourself some little pots or a flat of potting soil, a well-drained cactus soil preferably. Take those cut ends and stick them just under the surface of the soil. Mm -hmm. And because there's no roots and they tend to fall over, grab, get some some toothpicks or pencils, whatever you have to kind of stabilize those little cut bits. Set up that whole little forest of segments standing up in in the potting soil. Try to not move that whatever it is put them into, the pots or whatever, because they're going to be all tippy. Give them, you know, 10 days, two weeks or thereabouts, and little roots will start to come out, and they'll start to settle in.
8: I mean, the the plant is three years old. It's Mm. huge.
3: You're obviously doing something very right with it.
8: Well, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, I'll I'll do what you suggest, but I was hoping maybe cutting the roots down or just trimming
3: the, the, the all the segments trimming the segments will certainly shrink it and it will help it to be more dense and branched and compact mm-hmm. as opposed to you know big and overflowing the pot that's what it is now but i w- yeah i wouldn't be doing a lot of pulling it out and trimming roots and putting it back there's no advantage to that
8: no. I, I mean to take it out and cut down the roots is not pos- not a good idea
3: no not really i mean it's it, it, no just to do that <laughs> is just kind of a make work project i wouldn't do it the roots are all going to grow back Okay, okay. Thanks, for okay. Us, guys. thanks Hey, thank for you, call.
2: Mary. Uh, one of our regulars, obviously, yeah. listening in here to AM seven forty Zoomer Radio. And by the way, if you happen to miss a show along the way, and you know, people mm. get busy, they're out of town, whatever. March break, for instance. If you want to listen to. The podcast of the show, just go on AM 740, and uh, you can see the designation right there. Podcasts give you a whole list of shows, including The Garden Show with Charlie Diamond. That's you go. right.
3: And so, you, exactly. So, past shows are there. Yeah. That's a really good point. Thanks for mentioning that. Well, no, it's my job. And uh, No, but, but also, remember we've talked about how po- the, the term podcast yeah. makes everybody think, oh, I don't have an iPod. I can't yeah. listen to a podcast. It's got nothing to do with iPods. You s- simply need a computer or a smartphone these days and you can listen to any podcast. Yeah, neat. Okay. I wanted to say one more thing. Is that okay? Of
2: course. Go right ahead. Um George,
3: have you ever heard of Twitter?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do not Twitter. You do not tweet. I do not tweet. I do.
3: I am that cool. <laughs> Jeez. Oh,
2: give me a break. I just don't have time in my life to find out when somebody's going to the bathroom, for well, God's sake. No,
3: but my, my tweets are all about not going to the bathroom. They're all about, like, what I'm doing, like, at Canada Blooms. Right? Oh, yeah? Okay. As we were building the show, I was, like, taking—because you can send photos with yeah. your tweets, right? So I was sending photos of some of my volunteers hard at work and— Photos of some of the garden builders planting, and yesterday I was taking some pictures of uh, some of the people on the stage, on the celebrity stage, oh, well, yeah. famous uh, people doing flower arranging and that sort of thing. Maybe I better rethink this whole thing. So I just want to share that with you to indicate to you just how incredible. And how cool does one reach you by tweeting? I was just going to say, if you wanted to jump on the the Twitter wagon, then <laughs> my address is. Well, my address was up until last night at the garden show underscore. So one little underscore. And that will take you directly to me. And that was connecting back to here, to the radio show. But I realized uh, people weren't necessarily finding me through at the radio show. So my daughter, who frankly helps me with this, uh, switched it over. So now it's at, it's the at sign, right? At Charlie Dobbin. That's it. Oh, and that's it? That's it. At Charlie Dobbin. Oh. Yeah.
2: You're gonna have, I'm gonna have to get my phone out after the show, and you show me how to do that.
3: I can't. Okay. My daughter will help you.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, the truth is out. Okay, nine thirty-five. Along we go to our callers from Brampton again. There now, Eulene. Good morning, Eulene. Well, are you... oh, is that the correct pronunciation? U L E N E. Yes. Oh, okay, Eulene. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's correct.
2: Sir. Oh, okay. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. I'm a first-time caller
2: oh, by the Oh, Eulene, you've made my day.
3: And you got some wings. Absolutely. (laughs) Morning, Eileen. What's going on? Good
4: morning. Um, I love your show. It's very, very helpful. Thank you. Um, What's going on is I have an African violet, and I've had it for several years, and it's been blooming fine. And I don't know what's wrong this year. It it hasn't bloomed. I listened to a show. I can't remember where, but it said to uh, fertilize it. If you fertilize it, every time you water it, it'll keep on blooming. Um, Since I started fertilizing it, I have not had a bloom, and I don't (laughs) know why.
3: (laughs) Well, what fertilizer are you using?
4: Um, uh, An African violet fertilizer.
3: It is for sure, right?
4: Let me see the name of it. Just a second here. Um, It's just called, it's Schultz.
3: Oh, okay. Schultz Uh, for African violets.
4: Yeah, Schultz African Violet. It says eight fourteen nine. That's the yeah. composition of whatever is in it.
3: And they tell you, and it's a powder, or actually no, Schultz's drops. is drops. In, in drops right. In and they tell you how many drops in how yeah, much water. Yeah,
4: ten drops. I, can't, I don't have my glasses on, but okay, yeah, they right. do tell me how many
3: drops to put. And you've been following those instructions to the letter.
4: Yeah, and I don't know
3: what's... And watering with this Schultz every single time you've been watering, how often is that, about every ten days or so?
4: The watering? Yeah. No, because it's... It likes to be dry, I notice, and um, not 10 days, uh, even more, less frequent than that. Mm.
3: So maybe every two weeks or so then?
4: Roughly, yeah.
3: Okay. And when did you start with this fertilizer?
4: Oh, I can't remember. In terms of what time or what?
3: Yeah, well, no, like six months ago, a year ago. Oh, no, no,
4: no, no. I a few months, not not as much as a year ago. This is this is a, well, it would be last year sometime. I would think maybe last fall. could okay. be.
3: that's okay. So you know what? <clears throat> Just something for to realize, and you know, we've said this before that. Plants are quite smart. They know when the days are short and when the days are getting longer. And plants respond to light as well as obviously food and water.
4: I wondered about that because they suddenly come alive in the spring and I wonder how they know even though they're indoors.
3: And sometimes even if they're in a dark basement, they'll come alive. Mm -hmm. Or a root cellar, we were talking about with somebody a few weeks ago. How do they know? They know. I
4: always wonder about
3: that. Yeah. So they know, and and they know the days are longer. They know we're getting into the season of growth. Mm -hmm. Spring, rejuvenation. It's all about, you know, life and spring. And plants know that, and they do start to grow much more actively than they have ever been growing in the winter. Right. And fertilizer will support that active growth. When plants aren't growing actively and you fertilize them, fertilizer is a salt, and that salt water that we water with uh-huh. goes into the soil, and if the plant isn't actually using that salt, those salts, which are the food, they the salts sit in the soil and build up and build up to a point they can become toxic and start burning oh. the roots. So that's why we're always careful to not do a lot of fertilizing when plants are not actively growing, because oh. that's when you can end up with actually burning the roots. Now, oh. here's here's what my, my um, authority book says on no flowers on an African violet. There are many possible reasons. The most likely cause is insufficient light, especially in winter. Other possibilities are dry air, cold air, too frequent repotting, and failure to remove side shoots, which are little babies that come off the side. Find
4: the last one is failure to remove one.
3: Failure to remove side shoots. Oh. Okay. And those are those little baby or daughter yeah. plants that grow off the side. So moving the pot to a new location can cause the plant to cease blooming for some time. And that's true of many plants. When we move them or we buy them at the store and bring them home, <clears throat> it's a it's a process for them to get settled into the new location. Oh. So, bottom line, uh, what I would do, are you seeing any um, crispiness on the leaves? Or, or just, plant looks great, it's just not flowering.
4: If there's any what on the leaves?
3: How do the leaves look?
4: They look healthy. They okay. Look, they look okay. They're green. They look, and more leaves come, keep coming up. All right. But, um, I still... You know and what
3: right. window do you have it in, or what kind of light?
4: I have it in a, what you, a south, southeast window.
3: Really? Right in the window?
4: No. Oh. It's it's on a, a table, and mm. the window, just near to the window, facing the window, like mm. at, at an angle.
3: So that's quite a bright spot, then.
4: Yeah, yeah, very bright till, well, till about five or six, it's bright. Oh, oh, that's
3: fine. Yeah, no, African violets don't need a ton of light, like that's, they're nice that way. And there's no uh, vent or hot air draft blowing on it or cold air draft?
4: Well, there's a hot air um, vent about a foot and a half away from
3: it. So you need one of those vent deflectors. Okay, I see. Okay. So secrets of success of African violets, for those, uh, those of you out there that are African violet people, uh, temperature, average, just average room temperatures is what you need for African violets. Avoid cold drafts and any sudden changes in temperature. Light should be bright, like you have. Ideally, east or south window in winter and a west window in summer. Always protect from strong sunlight. For winter blooming, provide some artificial light at night. To grow entirely by artificial light, there's some suggestions for grow lights to uh, to provide sufficient light. Watering keep the compost moist. Wait until the surface is dry before watering. Use tepid water, never right out of the tap. Right?
2: Oh, okay. So let the water sit for like 24 hours. Yep. Yeah.
3: And water below the f- the foliage. <clears throat> don't water on the foliage. Oh, water below. Yep. You don't want the leaves getting wet. Oh, okay. Sometimes people will just get a little pot of water and stick the plant, the pot of, you know, the potted plant into the pot of water yeah. so that the water will be absorbed through the drainage holes as an immersion method. It also helps clean out some of the salts in the pot that are in the soil. Yeah, I I
4: haven't been um using I use it straight from the the tap. Oh, there you go.
3: <laughs> Too cold. And too much fluoride and chlorine and everything yeah. else in that water. So let and the water, water sit out. The
4: top, so I guess I have to
3: change yeah, lot. it's okay to water from the top, but just don't water the leaves. Water the leaves. Yeah, yeah. get in under the leaves with your watering can. Then you should be in good shape.
4: Because
3: oh. everything else looks great. It's- there you go. Just well, follow what I said. Hopefully, I,
2: some of these suggestions will work.
3: And let us know how it goes.
2: Okay. Thank you, Yulene from Brampton, uh, joining us here on the Garden Show from AM 740. Frank Proctor, the sous chef, along with Charlie Dobbin, about to take a little mini break, and I'm not going to be doing any more exercises no. here. I'm going to go down to Canada Blooms, yes. where there's a wonderful uh, place to
3: do a little exercising there. Well, there's a number of, of gardens yeah. that are designed for action, or activity, if you will. Oh. Yesterday, we had Tai Chi demonstrate, <laughs> but you can't stop <laughs> raising your eyebrows. Action. action. I meant like you know, <laughs> physical fitness. Oh, ah. um, There's there was uh, tai chi demonstrations going on in one of the gardens yesterday, uh, and there was uh, as I mentioned this garden for that actually has um, how do you describe it? You know, real organized areas, boot camp style. Do this here. You know, oh, straps yeah. and mm-hmm. mirrors oh, and boy. balls and balancing things all within a beautiful plants and like I say color there's another garden where there's um, yeah yoga happening demonstrations or you yourself and of course this you can do this yourself there's a really cool reflexology walk all these different sized pebbles you start with really small pebbles they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger at the end they're monster you have to take your
2: shoes off to do that well for it
3: to be effective yes Um, and I mean Actually, after you've been on your feet for, you know, 13 hours in steel-toed boots, it feels pretty good. <laughs> so a good
2: idea,
7: though. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, that's the, one of the things I'm really seeing at Canada Blooms this year. It's not just about beautiful and it's not just about entertaining your friends. It's also about being healthy. And to be healthy, you know, use that, your parts, your body parts that are getting stiff and sore Keep them oiled and lubricated, and you know, use what them a or lose nice them
2: lead in to kind of What that was brilliantly exactly.
3: done exactly. Sierracil can really help. And Sierracil, as we've said, totally natural mineral supplement, helps keep those joints pain free. Learn more about Sierracil at their website sierrasill.ca
2: I have writing here five stars. I'm giving you five stars for that.
3: Okay, good. I hope Sierra Sil appreciates it too. And um, some um, where else, where was I?
2: How you get phone to Sierra Sil. Yes. yes,
3: I mentioned the website. You can phone them at one eight seven seven joint 14 or you can pick up Sierra Sil at many of the health food stores out there. Whole Foods carries Sierra Sil as does Ambrosia.
2: You betcha.
1: S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Sue chef of the Garden, joined, of course, by Charlie Dobbin, the star of the show. Joined, excuse yeah, joined. me, it's all the other
1: way around. Charlie uh, uh, Dobbin is
2: joined by uh, right. Frank, the Sue chef of the Garden. Yes, who is always plotting. Could you rewrite to... that, please, so that next <laughs> I will time you say
3: it, you say it right? Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Alrighty. Oh, I've Gee. been chastised now. No kidding. Um, Bill in Scarborough, get, get
3: me off the hook, right. quickly. Good morning, <laughs> Hi, Bill. Bill.
2: <laughs> Good morning, Charlie and Frank.
7: I have been, uh, I've called you before. Uh, uh, I have a, a problem with a yellow peony. I don't know whether it's a bush or a tree, mm-hmm. but it, my daughter bought it for me, and I want to get multiples of it somehow by propagating or whatever you can do with it. I was wondering if you know how to do that.
3: Well, So you mentioned you're having problems with it. What are your problems?
7: Well, the problem is that I've got a big bush. Uh-huh. Uh, when she bought it, it took to my ground, and I would get maybe 70 blooms on it in a year. Pretty. Uh, it only stands about three feet high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I want to try and take uh, some off it because I work in a, a nursing home doing their garden, oh. and I want to see if I can get
3: take some there
7: some of it off there. All right. Here
3: here's the bad news. Tr- what you have is something called a tree peony. That's why you're saying you're not sure whether it's a tree or a bush. Yeah. It's tree- so a. Everybody knows what a peony is. Because they have the big flowers, remind us of the, you know, those tissue paper wedding stick them on the car flowers.
7: It looks like a peony, but it doesn't have a nice smell at all. No.
3: And we call them a tree tree peony, like T-R-E-E, tree, because they are not a herbaceous peony. So the ones, the pink and fragrant ones that we're so familiar with, grow up, they bloom beautifully, but in the winter they completely disappear. We don't see them in our gardens at all. They're alive beneath ground, beneath the ground. What you have, and I have one as well, is a tree peony. It's a woody shrub. That's right. So in the fall, all the leaves fall off, and of course the flowering happens in the spring, so that's all gone as well. But standing up in our gardens all winter are the gnarly little branches and stems of That the structure of the plant.
7: Yeah, I actually trim it in the spring. Yeah, I, I do too. Whatever.
3: Mine gets too big and too heavy, and it all breaks. If and they get, you know, like you say, lots and lots of flowers. Mine actually is a bit fragrant, um, but they don't last very long. Typical peony. If there's a big rain or a big wind, that flowers fall off pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty quick. You <laughs> cannot take cuttings of that plant. It is a grafted plant. The cuttings will not survive. Oh. So unless. So it's
7: not a natural plant.
3: You, nope. Noop, noop, noop. But, I mean, we could do some research into it. I mean, grafting is not easy, and off the top of my head, I don't even know what rootstock they graft onto. But tree peonies, as a very small plant, are available at many garden centers, and I would imagine many of even the sort of regular, you know, the plazas and Home Depots, and they're not super expensive. I mean, it's the kind of thing that it might cost $20 or $15 for a small tree peony oh, in the I spring. M-
7: mine cost $35. So Did much. it?
3: It's because it's yes. yellow. You got an unusual one. And yours was probably fairly large when you got it.
7: Yeah, it's pretty good.
3: Yeah. I mean, mine's, I have a pink one. It's not very un- anything special or unusual. And I literally, it was probably 10 bucks when I bought it. But that was also, you know, 20 years ago. But it's huge. you
7: find one like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so but it, it it is a grafted plant. So you're not going to effectively take cuttings and root it and have it survive. Okay. Sorry to say. Oh, uh,
7: that's too bad. I'm anxious to get one, so I guess I'll have to go and buy one.
3: So. I was going to say, keep your eyes peeled, and you live in Scarborough, so you've got yeah. lots of good sort of places around you to shop. I would.
7: Uh, yeah, there, I think they bought this one from up uh, by Finch on Kennedy
3: Road. So Valley View. Yeah. Which is a great place to shop. You know, and the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society, are you a member of them, of that organization? Uh, I
7: was years ago. I I don't get time for a lot of things anymore. Yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure they have a plant sale every year. And, you know, sometimes you find these things at plant sales. You just never know where you're going to find something. And it's a great plant. And you're right, it's a wonderful plant for retirement residents because it's big and showy and you can't miss it.
2: Yeah, You no, sound like a pretty uh, frugal idea. guy to me, Bill, and uh, I wish you luck in your hunt for a $10 plant. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Have a great day, and thank Thanks, you for joining Bill. us on the uh, Garden okay, Show. Thank you very much. right oh nine fifty-one 9.51 our time here. Boy, golly, the show is just rolling <laughs> along
3: here. Yeah, listen to you. You're yeah. calling him a frugal guy.
2: Well, I'm sorry, but he seemed to dwell on the price point. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to wish him well in getting below that heavy-duty cost of, what, 35 bucks he paid? Yeah, well, that's oh, a lot that's, of money for yeah, one. Darn right,
3: yeah. And you don't even know if it's going to survive, right? Well, yes. But he doesn't have to go with yellow. He could go with a more ordinary color. Okay. Now, yellows are a bit unusual.
2: See, there is the real frugalist of all <laughs> right there. Is called, that a you word? You calling me cheap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. just want to be clear. <laughs> Seymour in Aurora. Good morning, and welcome to the show.
6: Hi, good morning. I'm calling from Aurora, and I'm calling for the first time. Whoa, uh, wait a minute. There you are, Seymour, welcome. you've landed. Yes, and I enjoy <laughs> listening to your show. Thank you. So my my call concerns orchids, mm-hmm. and the ideal care of them, but more specifically the watering pattern that is preferable.
3: Do you Have you got several orchids, or just we one? We have three. Okay, and do you know what kind of orchids they are?
6: I know one of them is a um, the name is P H A L A E N O P S I S.
3: Right, which is Phalaenopsis. Yeah, that's
6: Phalaenopsis. the most
3: common orchid. That's one the one you're you're seeing for sale in a big way in the last five years. Costco, you know, La Longos, everybody's got them, sort of fifteen, twenty dollars.
6: Blooming. Right. We we have had them for maybe a couple of years. Uh huh. And they've bloomed nicely. But we transplanted them last year. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be responding to the transplant well, except for one. Mm -hmm. Um, The leaves have gradually yellowed and have fallen off. And, um, you know, the shoot that was appearing Mm -hmm. has withered away. So it looks like one may be dying.
3: Yeah, it doesn't sound good.
6: Yes. But, you know, we we water them by way of ice cubes Mm -hmm. once a week. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the preferred way.
3: Well, it's a good question, actually. I have certainly heard the ice cube method recommended, and I've actually even once or twice mentioned it on the show. But think about it. If you were thirsty and the only way you would, you know, for your entire life get water was by ice cubes being placed on your head, it wouldn't be very pleasant.
6: That's for sure, especially (laughs) given the temperature.
3: Exactly. So... That's one of the reasons that orchid lovers and growers say the ice cube method might be sort of good in the sense that you t- rarely overwater with ice cubes, but it yeah. is pretty hard on the plants.
5: Right, Just because right.
3: they're so cold. But what we like about the ice cube method is that it's that slow watering because it's right. the slow melt. The people that I know who are most successful with the kind of orchid you have, so Phalaenopsis orchids or moth orchids is the common name. Are people who will have a pot of water they keep, uh, you know, out on their counter or somewhere sitting out all the time. Yes. Add some fertilizer to it, orchid fertilizer, as per the instructions. Yes. Yeah. And then once a week, uh, really, in most cases, once a week, assuming you have got the plant in the, the kind of light levels that it wants to be in.
2: <sighs> yes.
3: Um, that, what you would do is you just immerse pot and all. The entire plant, I mean, if if some of the stems of the plant goes under the water, that's fine. But the bottom line is you take that pot, because it's a pot of bark with a bunch of big roots in it. Yeah. Immerse that into that pot, into the pail of water with that fertilizer in it. Hold the pot down underwater till all the bubbles have risen out. Okay. Then take the orchid out of the pail of water and let it drain in a sink or drain in a bowl. But, of course, you're going to pour the water out that sits in the bowl for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then the orchid goes back into its regular location.
6: I see. And you suggest we do that once per week?
3: Once per week, keeping in mind that um, this is a plant that loves high humidity and a very um, steady temperature. Right, So make sure that its it's real location in your home is just that. No drafts, hot or cold, and you have set up a bit of a pebble tray. So that's that shallow tray full of pebbles, Orchid sits on top of the tray, water is kept inside uh, beneath in the pebbles and water is constantly evaporating around the orchid and that, that okay. helps a lot okay. as well.
6: Well, your advice is very helpful. I appreciate it.
3: No problem. It's Thanks my so pleasure.
2: Much. Thanks.
6: Thanks uh, for your call. Seymour. First time caller, bless yeah. your heart. Yeah,
2: welcome back anytime.
3: God, I love and it. And
2: as I uh, glance to my left in front of Charlie is a large Timmy's uh, coffee. Extra,
3: actually. Yeah. Extra large. Uh, extra large. <laughs> and uh, extra,
2: before the extra, end of the extra. show, I want you to see uh, see you roll up that rim to see if you want anything. Meantime, we got to squeeze through a call here from Wait. Jenny. Whoa. Okay, hold on.
3: One thing I just want to interrupt oh. with, if it's okay with you. Yes. Uh, for people that are thinking about coming down to Canada Blooms mm-hmm. and want to... Check out what I'm doing down there because I am on stage several days and I would just like to let you know when those days Absolutely. are. Uh, yeah, I know. Is that okay? That's I fine. No, you that go in right there? In. I know you do love to take control of the show. It's so hard. I need to put you on like a leash. Monday, this Monday, 11 a.m., I will be on this, the main celebrity stage with Dennis Flanagan, who oh, everybody yeah. knows. Great guy. Yes, fun guy. Dennis Flanagan and I will be uh, on stage doing the kind of the opening act. The yeah. show opens at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll be on stage at 11. And we'll be doing the, you know, what's new at Canada Blooms shtick, if you will. So that's Monday. Thursday, 1 p.m., I'll be on that same stage presenting um a topic called curb appeal with, using container gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, increase the curb appeal of your home with great containers. That's 1 o'clock on Thursday. And then a week today, next Saturday, I'll be on that same stage again at three p.m. doing the story of the back, the backstory or the magic behind Canada Blooms. Like, how do we make Canada Blooms? where, where it all those? Now beautiful. this is a
2: year-long project, really. Pretty you start much, yep. It closes down this year, and you get busy right away. Almost. You know, yeah. I mean, I kind of shake year.
3: all the dust and dirt out of my paperwork, and yeah, start new spreadsheets for next year. And it's all it is a long-term planning project, and the. Uh, um, trees and shrubs take months and months to grow so it's kind of it's an interesting story for people who want to understand how how the process works to have everything blooming and in perfect condition for it 10 days in March
2: let's not the, let the moment go by without giving a tip of the hat to all the volunteers
3: oh my gosh couldn't do it without the volunteers. But I was I was telling you earlier before we sat down I was going, "Sometimes those volunteers make me so mad. I just I want to fire them. I want to cut their pay. I, you know, I cut just their I'm just like yelling at them going, "You you're on half wages." And then it's crazy because then they'll they'll drive away on their little golf carts to get away from me. And uh and, went, and at the end, of course, it's all, thank you, Charlie, this has been so much fun. Of course, I'm yelling at them and cutting their pay. So it's, it's so ironic that, you know, they put up with all the abuse, and at the end of it all, they're thanking me.
2: Well, what a boss to have, I'm telling you. (laughs) Well, do I know it? Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, we do have fun. And you know what? That's part of it. If you're not having fun, don't do it.
2: Exactly.
3: So we try to make sure that it is fun and people feel good about being there. The kind of work that they're doing, the volunteering that they're doing is something that, you know, makes them feel like they're a valuable contributor to the process.
2: A few people know this, that I don't get paid to do this show. In fact, I pay them <laughs> to do this show. So I have so much fun. I actually come in and I pay the boss Most to do the show. St-
3: you know, yeah. Yes. So it is. You know, absolutely. And an I'm only too happy to do it. Well, there too. you go. Well, that's pretty special. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Well, of course. I always look forward to seeing you. All and right. um, right. I just wanted to tell you one, my new volunteers, because every year yeah, there's yeah. a few new ones. One of my new volunteers, grade 11 student from Newmarket. Figured out how to ride the go train down and get on the streetcar and get out to the Direct Energy Center, and uh, it's just cute as a button. I mean, this time. and hardworking, ready to jump in and do whatever, and it's just, it's really fun. I mean, part you know he needs his volunteer hours for do you high school. Have a school. name
2: on the top of your header.
3: Yes, his name is Alex, and I'm not going to give you his last name. No. But I did I tweeted his picture out on to out into the Twitter-verse <laughs> and uh, he's out there as one of my newbies. And so, what a sweetheart! So thank you. You're on a bit more today. Obviously. Yes, I.
2: I am back at noon.
3: Okay, and I am back at Canada Blooms all this week and next weekend, 10 to 9.
0: Thank you, Dan. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.